0: I'm going to read the Golden Fleece, Chapter Three. They bought, brought Jason into a hall where Eson, his father, waited. Very strange did this old, grave-looking man appear to him. But when Essen spoke, Jason remembered the tone of his father's voice, and he clasped and he clasped him to him. His father knew him. Even without the sight of the ruby ring, which Jason had upon his finger, what then the young man began to tell us of the centaur uh, and of his life upon the mountain Pelion. As they were speaking together, Pelias came to where they stood. Pelias, in the purple robe of the king, with the crown upon his head. Essen tightly clasped Jason as if he had become fearful for his son. Pelias, smilingly took the hand of the young man and the hand of his brother, and he bade them both welcome to his palace. Then, walking between them, the king brought the two into the feasting hall. The youth who had known... Only the forest and the mountainside had no wonder at the beauty and magnificence of all he saw around him. On the walls were bright pictures, the tables were polished of wood, and they had vessels of gold and dishes of silver set upon them. Along the walls were vases of lovely shapes and colours, and everywhere there were baskets heaped with roses white and red. The king's guests were already in the hall, young men and elders. The maidens went amongst them carrying roses, which they strung into wreaths and guests to put upon their heads. A soft-handed maiden gave Jason a wreath of roses and he put it on his head and sat down on the king's table when he looked at all the rich and lovely things at the hall and that when he saw a guest looking at him with friendly eyes Jason felt he was indeed far away from the dim spaces of the mountain forest and from the darkness of the centaur's cape rich food and wine such as he had never dreamt of tasting were brought to the tables. He ate and drank, and his eyes fl- followed the fair maidens who went through the hall. He thought how of how glorious it was to be a king. He heard Pelias speak to Essen, his father, telling him that he was old and that he was weary of ruling, and he longed to make friends, and that he would let no enmity now be between him and his brother. And he heard the king say that he, Jason, was young and courageous, and that he would call upon him to help to rule the land, and that in a while Jason could bear full sway over the kingdom that Crethus had founded. So Pelias spoke to Essen as they both sat together at the high king's ta- at the king's high table. but Jason, looking on them both, saw that the eyes of his father turned on him were full of warnings and mistrust. after they had eaten king Pele- after they had eaten, King Pelias made a sign, and up the cupbearer bringing a richly round cup came and stood before the king. The king stood up holding the cup in his hands, and all in the hall waited silently. When Pelias put the cup into Jason's hands, he cried out in a voice that was heard all throughout the hall, Drink from this cup, O nephew Jason. Drink from this cup, O man, who will soon come to rule over the kingdom that Gretzis founded. All in the hall stood up and shouted with delight at the speech, but the king was not delighted in their delight, Jason saw. He took the cup and drank the rich wine. Pride grew in him, and he looked down the hall, and he saw faces all friendly to him. He felt as a king might feel secure and triumphant. Then he heard King Pelias speaking once more. This is my nephew, Jason, reared and fostered in the centaur's cave. He will tell you of his life in the forest and the mountains, his life that was like the life of, of the half gods. Then Jason spoke to them, telling them of his life on the mountain Pelion. When he had spoken, Pelias said, I was bidden by the oracle to beware the man whom I should see coming, me half shod But as you all see, I have brought a half shod man to my palace, my feasting hall, and so I dread the anger of the gods, and I dread it little because I am blameless. This youth, the son of my brother, is strong and courageous, and I rejoice in his strength, Encourage, courage, for I would have him take my place and reign over, ah, that I were as young as he is now, ah, that I had been reared and fostered and as he was reared and fostered by the wise senator and under eyes of the immortals, then would I do what which in my youth I often dreamed of doing. Then I would perform a deed that would make my, my name, the name of my city, famous throughout all Greece. Then I would bring from far Colossus a famous fleece of gold that the king Eddies keeps guard over. He finished all, and all the all shouted out, The golden fleece! The, goldless, fl- the golden fleece from Colossus! Jason stood up, and his father's hand gripped him. But he did not, but he did not heed the hold of his father's hand, for the golden fleece, the golden fleece, rang in his ears, and before his eyes were the faces of those who were all eager for the sight and wonder that King eddies kept guard over. Then said Jason, "Thou hast spoken well, O King Pelias. Now and." know and know, all here assembled, that I have heard of the golden fleece and the danger that awaits on any who should strive to win it from King Edith's is care. But now, t- too, that I would strive to win the fleece and bring it to a locus, winning fame, both for myself and for the city. Then he... When he had spoken, he saw his father's stricken eyes. They were fixed upon him. But he looked from them to the shining eyes of the young men, who were even then pressing around where he stood. "'Jason! Jason!' they shouted. "'The golden fleece for a King Pelias knows that the winning of the golden fleece is is a feat most difficult, said Jason." But if he will have built for me a ship, that I can make the voyage far, far, far closest. And if he will send throughout all Greece the word of my adventuring, so that all the heroes who would win fame might come with me, if ye, young heroes of Alocus, will come with me. And I will peril my life to win the wonder that King Eddies keeps guard over. He spoke with those in the hall again. In the hall, shouted again and made clamor around him. But still, his father sat gazing at him with stricken eyes. King Pelias stood up in the hall, holding up his scepter, and said, "O oh, my nephew Jason." and O oh, friends assembled here i promise that i will have built for the voyage the best ship that i have ever tailed a harbor in greece and i promise that i will send throughout all greece the word telling jason's voyage that all the hero that all the heroes this of winning fame may come to help him to help all of you who may go with him to win from the keeping of King Eddies's and famous fleece of gold so Peleus said but Jason looking from the king to his father's stricken eyes saw that he had been led by the king into the acceptance of the voyage so that he might fare far from Melochus and perhaps lose the, his life in striving and gain and wonder if King Ed is kept guarded by. The glitter of Pelias's eyes; he knew the truth. Nevertheless, Jason would not take back one word that he had spoken. His heart was strong within him, and he and he thought that with the help of the bright-eyed youths around, with the help of those who would come with him and of the word of the voyage, he would bring the golden fleece to Alopeus and make. Famous for all time, his name. So that was a golden fleece. Bye, guys. See you later. See you later. See you later. See ya. See See ya. ya. Later. Later. Bye, guys.